What's going on, everybody? It's UTXJG, the Don, one half of the Enlightened Sounds podcast crew. And of course, I am here with my co host, Flockavelli or Flockman Abdul Rauf. <laughs> you look call yourself in here. What's going on with you today, man? Man, what's good, y'all? It's your boy, Flock Mood Abdul Rauf in the building. True. Yeah, true. Man. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, so this is Enlightened Sounds episode 22. We want to once again thank you all for listening on whatever platform that you choose. Uh, but I do want to apologize about last week. I I mean, well, last time we did the podcast, because I don't know what happened. Um, it looks like Anchor had a little bit of a, of a hiccup on the back end. So uh, it did take another week, and I had to actually contact them to uh, make sure that episode 21 got on all the other platforms uh, but hopefully when episode 22 gets uploaded uh, we will not have the same problem so you can all listen to it on whatever platform that you that you choose uh, but it was on anchor um, when i uploaded it so uh, for all you all that uh, do not actually listen to our podcast on anchor uh, that's why you may not have seen it so just a little forewarning on what happened last uh, last episode but hopefully this episode does not have the same issue uh, but once again we want to uh, thank everyone that listened to us on whatever platform that you choose including google podcast apple stitcher radio and of course spotify uh so let's get going with the uh with the podcast episode 22 so notable new releases everybody be waiting on that schoolboy q and that did drop it's called crash talk we're going to review that on this episode as well because uh, i know people do want to hear our opinions on that one uh, we have wiz khalifa fly times volume one the good fly young this came out of nowhere i was like whoa like that was it was pretty crazy i still haven't even listened to it yet because i actually forgot again and shout out to ab smooth because he actually dropped his podcast um uh, the other day so i listened to that and he actually reminded me about that particular project so i gotta listen to that gotta check that out too yeah yeah I definitely gotta check him out. i'm gonna check it out tonight editing yeah. hours yeah because he said it was good he said it was good so i gotta i gotta check that out uh tech nine came out with uh nina or uh, n9na um as you said but it's, it's nina uh you have hit boy and uh sob s uh and rbe family not a group i'm surprised that he didn't actually talk about that because that's some base shit right there uh we had shy glizzy covered in blood and finally rico nasty anger management is tbh's uh girl right there he loved him some rico so uh there you go those are the notable new releases we are getting a little bit more music here so so again that affords us to be able to do some more music reviews so it's slowly but surely coming along again still not as much as uh the bountifulness of the of the music that we received last year but we'll see what happens uh as the as the year progresses here so those are notable new releases if you missed something which you probably did just like me go ahead and uh and take a look at those new releases there so there you go man uh, let's get into the music news uh <laughs> this is nasty and uh and this is also you know, like makes me not even want to go to any of these festivals oh, or God. anything but uh apparently people people catching some diseases at coachella uh coachella is one of the biggest festivals that we have here in the u.s and uh it's it's you know it's a really big thing and apparently people were catching herpes at coachella and the reason why people found out about this outbreak in california was because there is an app called herp alert <laughs> uh no what? joke no joke people it's called herp what? alert 
and people were actually logging into the app and trying to figure out what they have uh, by listing their symptoms and this is how they gathered all of the uh, all of the cases to find out hey man a lot of y'all a lot of y'all nasty people at Coachella getting herpes I don't know what y'all were doing exactly besides you know the obvious um, but it might have been some other stuff too because I know y'all be like sharing uh, y'all be sharing blunts and stuff so you know it could be anything that y'all were doing out there to catch herpes but it was like around a thousand and uh 1,105 herpes cases that were reported on this app alone so uh, so that ended up being enough to be considered like an epidemic or an outbreak in LA so that's pretty disgusting man that's pretty disgusting it's not really too much to talk about on that one but we just want to let y'all know when Cali like you know stay safe and and uh yeah don't be don't be doing some crazy stuff around these people that you don't know man because i know if a lot of people wearing no clothes and you know they be on everything they be on perks they be on zannies they be smoking everything you might have got some blunts that were laced you know you might have seen somebody that has a, a little bump bump around their lip and you know you weren't paying attention and you probably caught it too because of some nasty stranger who you didn't even know who just wanted to be friendly uh, so so again that kind of makes me a little weary about attending some of these festivals like coachella and, and south by southwest they sound cool but if stuff like this is happening i definitely ain't trying to go so um how do you how do you feel about these festivals like like does this even seem like something that you would go to and especially after hearing about this that shit is spooky, bro. It's, it's it's very it's very frightening, bro. Like the like to to see that like know that that can happen from something so you know what you would deem innocent. It's like okay, I'm just there. But my whole thing is like, would you really put? I mean, I, I'm I don't even smoke, but I I wouldn't put my mouth on no blunt, no nothing behind nobody else that I I don't even know. That's just me. But um, yeah, that's I mean, it could have come from that. It could have come from what was really out there fucking too yeah. you know what i'm saying i'm sure they were we got we can't rule that out right I mean? like, <laughs> That's there's a lot of those festivals like you have shit like what uh what's the essence fest and like you said south by southwest and hey, Lollapalooza, and sure yeah Lollapalooza, and rolling loud back, even back, back in the what was that, back in the day was it woodstock bruh back woodstock like the they were catching everything you know, yeah, at woodstock. yeah it was like you know it was the whole the whole era of free love man you know yeah, what i'm saying it was mm-hmm. all of that you know what i mean but it wasn't as bad as today's time like where it was you know you you just you gotta hold your breath after you do it like you gotta hold your breath after you do some shit with somebody it's like is it really worth it like i wouldn't do it but that's just me personally but mm-hmm. that's that's some scary shit man like you go somewhere to to enjoy yourself and yeah say you do run up into some little you know some little breezy on you know what i'm saying it's like uh-huh i mean you still gotta be safe bro right like, and, and for the ladies too y'all you can't be out here dirty dicking man in 2019 fam that just ain't that ain't the wave. So we can't rule out that, that it could have actually come, you know, it could have been sexually transmitted as well. It's, yeah. It's just, that's bad, man. Yeah. That is really, it it's is. bad. It's, it's very bad. It's <laughs> very, very with bad. Stephen A. Smith. Yeah. It's funny, it's, though, it's, because, like, Coachella's been going on for a while, right? And, like, you typically don't hear about these things. Never heard of that. Yeah. yeah. It's like, this is the first time that I, you know, I personally have heard about, you know, people catching diseases at it. But again, just just be safe out there, man. I know, I know you're trying to have fun and, and, you know, trying to see your favorite artists. And it's it's an event. Like, it's two weekends, for goodness sake. Like, so it's a, it's a lot of things going on. You're out there in the desert. And again, like, it's hide and you're trying to not wear any clothes. And again, you might see somebody who you like. It might, you know, it's most likely a stranger. And, you know, y'all may get into some things. But again, 
nigga, you just gotta stay safe. So yeah, just you just, wanna you wanna take a chance, yeah. You want yeah, though that ain't a chance you wanna take, bro. You you got a bet you got a better chance at going to Essence Fest with a white girl on your arm. Then go to Coachella, you know what I'm saying? I had dirty dick it, bro. Cause you know the black girls gonna kill you. You go to Essence Fest with a white girl, y'all. Facts. But so I mean you I, I'd rather take that chance. But nah, True. that's 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 ooh. Yeah, this is nasty, but you know, I'm, I'm just like, who knows how many like people that didn't deserve it, didn't ask, you know, it's just like innocence, right? Just they just out there, just, just out there, just you know, just chilling, like, okay, we got the weed and shit like that. They, there's some people that could have called it like that, but you know, you know say, where like, it all stems from. Like, it's, it's a sexually transmitted disease. So yeah, it's very easy. Got it from being nasty. It's very easy to um to like be friendly with somebody because people are extremely friendly like you know when you when you under the influence, under the influence or, yeah. or if you're fiending as well like you know you just want something so like marijuana is that is that easy social drug so you know a lot of people just probably just took the blunt they didn't even care and that's how it is a lot of times people do not be paying attention so like i said i can't i definitely can't root it out besides the obvious when you having sex but uh but, I'm sure that it's probably it probably was a lot of both. It probably was a lot of both cases. Just sharing shit, sharing you're sharing fluids and you're sharing blunt. So it's uh it's, it's pretty crazy. So California, yeah, y'all under the microscope right now. It, it, it may have been people who not even from there, but it happened in Cali. So y'all got to take this L for now, bro. You would have told me. You would have told me Atlanta. I was, I'm not surprised, <laughs> but but California. I mean. I mean, it could happen anywhere. It could happen. It could happen to any of us. But you just, it's just, you know, education, man. Yeah. Be educated on how how shit can get to you without, you know, without even doing something like that. Right. So, so it, it is what it is on that one. It reminds uh, me of that Kevin Hart shit. The bum the bump, bump. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> get your bum bump. So, uh, moving on to the next uh, next bit of news. Uh, the Nipsey Hustle news is still rolling in, but this one isn't directly related to Nipsey Hustle and his family. This one is related to someone who was an idiot and was angry and decided to deface one of the many Nipsey Hustle memorials. Now, um, before you all uh, jump to conclusions, because I almost did, um, this one was not in California. It was not in LA. This memorial was actually in Connecticut. So I was like, uh, I don't know how they really get down there because i know if this would happen in la this person oh, yeah. probably would have got messed up actually most most likely like 90 something percent this person probably would have got stomped out whether it was a dude or a chick but this was a girl um apparently she was angry it still doesn't say why she was angry but this uh this girl and she's a teenager her name was caitlin renee um she said that she was upset and so she proceeded to take some spray paint and she sprayed a whole bunch of dicks along the Nipsey Hussle Memorial. And I'm not really upset. I'm not really upset at what she did because, again, it didn't really say that she had a legit reason. Like, she wasn't mad at Nipsey. She was just upset overall. So she decided to do this. But what I'm more upset about is the person who was recording her because why would you record the person doing this instead of like trying to intervene if you really cared about nipsey hustle in the memorial and the artist who actually drew this or or sprayed it or painted it why wouldn't you try to intervene and stop her especially if she was just upset but not necessarily upset at nipsey hustle like this isn't the way to to get your issues off but again the person recording i understand you wanted to point her out but 
why didn't you intervene like and i saw somebody else like trying to take a picture next to it before she you know uh further defaced it but i'm just i was very confused and again this is this is the era that we're talking about man this is the era that we're in people just want to get that get that cloud get people talking it's like okay you 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 know you brought awareness to the situation but I don't think that that Why was the right thing to it. do. Yeah, you're not trying, trying to, to prevent, prevent it. Trying to prevent it would, would be more, would be more um, value added. Yeah, to the situation than, than just saying, oh, I, I don't want that, that scene to do it. It's like yeah. it's just like when people get beat up and stomped out in the streets and shit like that. Like everybody got their cell phones out now. You know what I mean? Instead Same of world star and instead, all that. Instead, yeah. yeah, instead of actually helping that person. Like if it's somebody that deserve it, then hey, do what you. Do what you gotta do. You know what I'm saying? You deserve that stomp out. But you see, like, seeing that, that old lady get kicked and shit like that in, in the subway and shit like that, and there's people recording it, but who's gonna stop this dude from, from doing that? You know what I mean? It's, it's like, that's that's the shit that irks me. It's like, everybody is just, hey, 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 I got this. I'm about to get a million hits on, on, this, on this social media site instead of get them hits from somebody else. You know what I mean? Because if you that, if you that person that stopped them, who knows? You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm sure Ellen or somebody would have hit you up and you would have got some 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 little, you know, some little 15 minutes of fame for, for being the person that actually stopped it. Like, right. I, right. I don't get that. Shit. So like, so it was it was weird. So she messed up the uh, the mural, but um, very, very quickly another artist by the name of uh joey bats came in and fixed the mural so that's typically what happened like um generally anytime you hear about somebody defacing a mural or something uh either you know the artist who actually created it or somebody else will come through and and do a good deed and uh and fix it so yeah i don't have to worry about that stuff the uh the mural isn't fully ruined but it was just a weird situation so i just wanted to bring it to everybody's attention it happened in hartford connecticut so i didn't even know that they had a uh, a nipsey mural there but again you can see the uh the overall impact of nipsey but this was just dumb like because she wasn't even upset at nipsey like she just decided to do it and you know they took pictures of her or whatever and it was just it was a dumb like i again i understand you're trying to bring awareness but it just it just wasn't the right way to go about it just do something about her attention yeah just just handle her bro you didn't you didn't need to show everybody you didn't need to take her picture or none of that stuff so um y'all need to like seriously rethink like your actual motive when you you know put things like this on the internet so that's that's all i want to say about that um unfortunately some more bad news before we get to the positive news <laughs> so um meek mill um if you all aren't in the know um, for all you non-sports fans uh, Meek Mill's from Philly, and he uh, he's heavily involved with the 76ers now, um, especially, you know, the last time that he got out. So he's very, very cool with the 76ers owner, and the 76ers are currently playing the Raptors um, in the, in the seven-game series. So um, right now, the 76ers are uh, they're actually um, – they had their second game in Toronto, and Meek Mill asked to travel with the team – to go to Toronto for game two, well, actually game one uh, and game two, but he just asked for uh, for at least one one game. So he asked for a one-time trip, and the same judge who's been on his ass, who's been hating him forever, uh, Judge Brinkley, she said, nope, you ain't going, bro. <laughs> Gave no reason at all. She was just like, nope. And the 76ers owner, Mike Rubin, he had to step in. He had his little comments or whatever. He's like, yo, as soon as we found out who we're going to face, we put in this request to let uh, to ask if Meek Mill can go to Toronto. And she ignored all the phone calls, all the texts, 
all the emails and then as it comes up to the game day she's still like nope so this is it's messed up bro like what does one person have to do you being a judge to get that upset at one man who's trying to do better for himself he's trying to support his city he's trying to support his team and you're just like no not even not even a reason just because he's meek mill and you don't like him you have a personal vendetta against a person that's that's just sad man what do you think about the situation why it why is judge brinkley just why she got so much hate in her heart bro i don't know he must have said something and then you know on that last album he, he had some 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 choice words for it too so i mean do you think she listened to it wouldn't you maybe like you you get you you send somebody up the river right they get out what's the first you think they not gonna talk about you like you should want to be listening to see okay i wonder if this this fool gonna have something to say about me that's how i would do if i was that person but you know maybe i'll just think differently but i would think that and even if she didn't listen somebody listened and heard it and told her and, and and played it for her like so yeah I'm I'm sure that I'm sure that uh I'm sure that judge knew about. It. Mm. I, I'm, I'm I'm almost certain that, that that that's what it is. It's like, eh, I mean, if if it's a was it a parole or whatever um thing, I mean, technically you don't have go. to let you go. Yeah. Technically, you don't have to grant them permission. That's the whole purpose of being out on parole. Yeah, like you have to check in. That's like if you're on probation, you have to get <clears throat> you have to get um permission like permission to leave the state like you have to get permission to leave the state like you're not allowed to leave the state without permission like if you get in trouble say say i, I like say you in you in florida right you on probation you didn't get permission to go to you know saying to california and you get in trouble out there they don't even know about it that's a violation of your probation right there and then they can make you serve that the rest of that time that you were going to get so I mean, granted, he went about it the right way by at least asking, because he know all eyes on him. So he, if he, he would have been a fool not to. In his Canada, that you out the country too. So. Yeah, that's crazy though. Like, I mean, I don't think. I mean, if you got the owner, the team owner, basically saying like, I can vouch for him. He's gonna be under my watch. He won't get in any trouble and stuff like that. Then that's a different story. But I mean, technically, judge don't have to grant you that permission. So I don't, I don't, I don't have a problem with it either way. I do feel like that it is become personal with that with that judge on him but you know he kind of i feel like that's i feel like it's it's somewhere again i don't know the full law on the situation but i feel like there it's something negative about that i feel like you shouldn't be able to have a personal grudge against somebody like that but i don't know maybe i'm wrong it just it just doesn't sound right you should but you also they also the judge can also use this this as an example say look why should i give him any special treatment because he's a celebrity if I wouldn't do, I wouldn't do it for the dude that, you know, that work at the steel mill. I sh- I don't have to do it for um for Meek Mill. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's a good point. Yeah, he shouldn't get special treatment, but this this was a special request, and yeah, she, you know, you you definitely are right. Like she has every right to say no. The law does have every right to say no, but I guess even having the 76 is on there about you before you didn't work like she just she like nah bro like you not you not doing nothing you definitely ain't going out of the country i don't care if it's toronto about the about robert Kraft or the sixes on it nobody like ain't nobody getting you out of this Mm, yeah yeah so it is what it is meat meal at least game three and four 
you'll be there so you'll get to at least enjoy that but uh they're they're, they're tied one to one so at least uh at least you you could see that and y'all could come back on the tie game so we'll see what happens on game three so hopefully you in you in the front row cheering on uh cheering on the 76 or so all right let's get to some positive news here now pharrell one of my favorite producers of all time this man is just a good guy he he doesn't age he definitely uh, he definitely has some rejuvenating waters in his crib or something but uh this man he has teamed up with verizon and they uh they have a partnership for a music education program uh this is going to be in uh in virginia beach uh, so they're going to uh, get some tech labs uh, that are going to do some uh, cutting edge technology like augmented reality, uh, virtual reality, robotics, and machine learning. Uh, so this isn't this isn't fully dealing with music, but obviously it does have something to deal with music because that's the whole point. Uh, Pharrell trying to get all of these tools to the children um, who wouldn't normally have access to it. He wants them to all have a creative mind and again have all of the tools to do it um, because he fully knows and not every not every kid um, gets those opportunities to. Uh, to have all of the technology that they need on hand so uh this is a really cool situation i feel like this is something that would normally get overlooked uh, but again anything positive i want to try to spread some uh some some positive spotlight on it so uh how you feel about pharrell um and verizon doing this uh this music education program for the kids i love it i love it man anything positive man it revolves around especially the hip-hop culture i mean it's good because it's, it's too much negative out here like we just We've been listening to like we've been talking about rather and we listen to all the time like stuff like that you i love to see that type of stuff that <clears throat> the stuff that that jay-z does and doesn't uh promote and whatnot um you just like to see that type of stuff but we hear a lot of the negative nonsense when you hear the the dumb shit like from like a kodak black and stuff like that like that's that's just always the that's always the frontline news I, I, I love to hear stuff like that it's kind of like anything with educate like learning learning music and stuff like that because a lot of these guys that like like pharrell people like that i'm sure he was pretty much self-taught so anytime you can uh you can go in there and, and actually get that education learning how to do it the you know the right way and stuff where it won't you know you can kind of learn the fundamentals first and then learn the advanced stuff i'm i'm all for that shit. i wish they had that shit when i was in school for real <laughs> that would be nice it definitely would be nice like just imagine how many more kids will like you know fully embrace that and, and go into that as their is their major or whatever if they had no you know the tools to do that or or more education programs like that you could sway kids you know another way instead of you know doing something you don't necessarily like for the rest of your life just uh just to make ends meet do something you actually like to, to have do. something like that like instead of you know piano lessons or somebody <laughs> play the violin or the cello or something like that. all the stuff you don't necessarily like all the yeah, answers all you, don't you don't care about really care for. yeah that's definitely true definitely true so shout out to pharrell you know one of my favorite producers of all time doing something really really positive for his uh for his hometown so again like i mean even though pharrell been doing this like because he's been not only a uh not only a national figure but he's been doing stuff worldwide for the longest but again he doesn't really talk about it um so that that man has definitely been a been a huge activist for the world so it's just another another positive thing that that man is doing so shout out to him once again uh, let's get into the album reviews uh, before we get to schoolboy q we got another album that we want to talk about mr anderson pack so we got another project called ventura has 11 songs total has features from andre 3000 three stacks your boy 
Smokey Robinson. I was like, whoa, Smokey. I was like, okay, he got a he got a smoky feature. I was like, okay, that's cool. Uh, Layla Hathaway, Jasmine Sullivan, uh, Sonya Elise, Brandy, and Nate Dog. I was surprised about that one too. I was like, all right. So I listened to this album and I was like, instantly, this feels more like the Anderson Pack that I know. I was very very upset, and I think a lot of people were. I think we pretty much all had the same consensus. Um, even though we had high horse for Oxner because Dr. Dre was producing it, it just fell flat. I don't really know what happened to that album, but it just wasn't good. It wasn't the Anderson Pack sound that we were used to, but I felt like when Ventura, he got back to his roots, he got some dope ass features, um, which I love pretty much every single one of them. Um, and I feel like he made a better album for the type of the type of vibes that Anderson Pack gives us. I mean, starting off, you already got the Andre Three Stacks feature on Come Home. So that was major in itself, starting off with that. And then you gonna hit us with some smokey for make it better. So I'm like, damn. Cause I, I actually heard that song before the album came out, a little bit before it came out. And I didn't know he was dropping the full project. Cause like it was like a little two or three song EP um that he came out with on Spotify before this dropped. So I heard some of these songs already. So I was like, okay, all right, you know the Smokey feature. And then you got Reaching Too Much with Layla Hathaway coming up next. And you got Winter Circle. And you got the Jasmine Sullivan feature on Good on Good Hills. You got Yada Yada. You got a song about King uh, about LeBron James called King James. Uh, so those were uh, some of my favorite songs. Was again, uh, Come Home, Make It Better, and then King James. Um, it's, it's some of my some of my favorites there. But again, I just feel like overall, even though like not every song was was particularly my vibe um i felt like overall this album definitely hit more for like the the classic anderson pack fans and i felt like anderson pack definitely got back in his bag and he got back to his roots um with this particular album compared to his last one so overall i i definitely enjoyed it um a lot more than oxner i can i can definitely uh, tell you that for a fact um so what do you what do you think about uh about ventura it was cool. It was a step in the right direction. I think he uh, kind of stumbled with the the Oxner. It just wasn't the the vibe, the, the same sound that I was used to from him. Oddly enough, the first time I even heard Anderson Pack was uh, with Rhapsody. <laughs> so that was the first time I was like, damn, who is this dude? This, I like I like his sound. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's different. You know what I mean? And for a lot of people that that may not be into it, they'd be like, oh, you know, it just don't his sound and his his whole vibe isn't what you know isn't the prototypical sound that a lot of people that everybody listen to listening to now which to me is a good thing you know what i mean because you stand out like that like it, you could tell you don't try too hard to be different it's just it's just different it's just different man it's just different than what you what you typically hear and what you know what most of the people want to listen to these days so um i i enjoyed it it was cool um the songs that i like the most on the um on the album of course come home three three thousand by default um and uh good hills i, I love that joint with jasmine solomon mm-hmm. i think that was the best song on the album to me my personal favorite song on the album was good hills um and for that i gave it a three out of three out of five without you know just talking too much about it i just thought it was good and that, that brandy that brandy feature was cool you know what i mean because you don't really hear brandy on too much stuff and then the nadar i'm like how did he pull that off but you know who knows you know but that, that probably was some dr dre influence you know what i'm saying on that one but yeah he got the the nate dog um vocals on that that was, that was cool too but 
um, I like the, I, I just like his overall sound. Like some, some. songs you know what i'm saying it's a hit or miss with me you know what i mean but i like i say his overall sound is just different so mm-hmm. you know you just appreciate what he brings to the table you know what i'm saying he's like a what's the word he's a he's an artist artist that's what i'll say like if you if you are a fan of someone who's just a true artist like whatever like whatever genre they're in a musician or whatever you could tell that you know saying he he appreciates and he uh respects the culture and respects the art form for you know saying for music itself he's just a he's just a musician you know saying a musician's like favorite like you if you're a true musician you'll like you'll like him that's that's pretty much how i can describe it you'll definitely like him like the sound yeah so like he's actually like I feel like he takes the time and like he studies instruments, he studies different sounds and and stuff. Like he actually he goes above and beyond like what a true artist is compared to someone who just raps or someone who just sings. Like you can tell like those people who are like you know quote unquote like, like manufactured uh, or whatever. Yeah, like those um, we can tell we can tell the difference between between actual artists and musicians and and just people who who just who just do stuff on the track and that's it. So I, I agree with you. I agree with you on that. Uh, I also would give it a three. Um, I thought it was a it was a pretty solid album all around. And again, it was a huge step up from from Oxnard. And I see a trend here. He's, he's like naming all his albums after after places and cities in uh, in Cali. So um, so we'll see what the next album is called whenever he drops a new project. Uh, but it's cool though. It's cool. But I, I mess with Anderson Pack a lot, um, especially when he when he's uh, featured on on other people's stuff. I just like his vibe. It's definitely different. Uh, and it's refreshing. So, so shout out to you, Anderson Pack. The features that you got on this uh, on this project were ridiculous. So I wasn't expecting half of this stuff, but I should have known when you got Smokey on the track that that something was gonna pop up. Yeah, so, yeah. So once again, you you brought Andre three stacks from the dead, boy. <laughs> it, it, it got another it got another hit with that one. So you, you already know how that is. So uh, so there you go. That's what we think about Anderson Pack Ventura. Uh, let's get to what you won't have been waiting for, though. What you won't have really been waiting for. Schoolboy Q Crash Talk. Uh, now, again, I uh, want to mention that Schoolboy has been going through it because, obviously, uh, one of his best friends, Mac Miller, passed away. So that delayed anything that was going on with his project. But a lot of people have been asking him constantly, when is it coming out? When is it coming out? When is it coming out? So he dropped Num Num Juice. He was like, yo, my shit is coming soon. Then he uh, he gave us a preview on Chopsticks. Dropped that like a couple weeks before Crash Talk dropped. And now it's finally here. Uh, we have 14 songs total. Features my Travis Scott, Black, Ty Dolla Sign, YG, 21 Savage, Kid Cudi, and Lil Baby. I would say that my favorite songs on this album would be 5200, Floating, and Die With Em. Um, I also want to say one thing because I I know that um, it's very very difficult to not compare a, uh, a, a recent project to your previous projects. A lot of people loved Oxymoron. I already know that. A lot of people revere Oxymoron as one of Schoolboy's best projects ever. A lot of people also love Blank Face, um, and and I like both of them. But I think that Crash Talk, even when you compare it to those two albums, I thought that it was solid. Um, I like the features that he had on here. I think that 
I think it's the Ty Dolla Sign and YG was probably his best feature in my opinion. Second to that would be 21 Savage. Um, and, and again, that's just my opinion. I feel like the second part of the album starting off with lies. So from six going on to the last song, I think that the um, I think that that part would be the strongest part of his album. Um, I've heard other people get that same opinion. Not saying that the first uh, the first half was bad, but I heard some people say that they don't really like Chopsticks. They said it sounds like just I don't know something that's that's just there. Like they were trying to hearing Travis Scott saying Chopsticks. Um, I would say that that's not the strongest song that he has, and, I, and obviously everybody already heard Num Num Juice and drunk was okay i didn't i didn't really like that song with black on it but again when you got the lies pretty much anything with todd dollar sign on it uh, i feel ends up getting that boost so uh, he did his thing on that and yg was on there too but 5200 once it got to definitely when it got to track number seven i was like all right oh like I, i'm liking this album a lot more i just like the uh the production on here excuse me um <coughs> and, it, and it definitely like some of this production you wouldn't necessarily expect from schoolboy um he usually doesn't rap on like the like the faster hard hitting type of beats um he definitely experiments a lot but again i would i would say i'm not going to use that as a knock against him um especially like when you compare it to his previous projects i still like the project for what it was and again i think that the second half was uh was very solid um in my opinion compared to the first half and it and overall ended up being another good album in my opinion so uh what do you think about crash talk Mmm, this was uh, this is interesting. Like I uh, I didn't, I can't say I had high hopes for it because it just kind of like it was kind of one of those albums. Like okay, when he drop it, when, once he drops it, I'm like okay, when he drop, I'm sure it's gonna be good. But I just didn't know how good. But the more I listened to, it, like I listened to it twice because like I listened to it, I think I was once at work and then I listened to it like right before we started recording because I want to you know have it fresh on my mind what I liked and what I didn't like about it uh I I will say it I thoroughly enjoyed it like as a whole but it was like it was songs that were good when they were good they were really good but they were songs that I just didn't care for at all like it was like really not many songs that I was like on the fence about it was like I either liked them or I just really couldn't stand them Chopsticks is one of them <laughs> that I didn't like. I didn't really like that much. I was just like, eh. First, I, when I first heard, I was like, okay, this is cool. Then I listened to it, I'm like, eh, I ain't really saying much. But this is, I, I, I still say that the album was was solid though, because I'm a, I'm a, I'm a fan of Schoolboy Q. So you know, but I try to like for this purpose, for the purpose of us doing this podcast, I try to take the fan, the fan out of it, and just be a realist. Like, cause I'm a music, I'm a fan of music first. And so I'm just me for like what I think he was trying to accomplish. I think he did though. Um, I'm gonna give it a three and a half out of five. Um, the songs I enjoyed the most, that Dangerous with Kid Cudi. That was my favorite song. Mm, I actually, my oh my God, I just like that song. Even I like, I like, I, I, I love it, bro. It's like, I'm listening to it, that vibe, Cudi, Cudi made that song so much better than what it could have been. I don't think anybody else could have pulled that off on that song but him. You know what I mean? That just that's just my my opinion. But then again, we don't always we don't always agree. Uh Lies was really good. I like that one. And uh Floating. 21 Savage, man. I mean, for for the, for a lot of the fuck shit that he says and does and stuff like that, he's been like coming through with some some decent stuff on other people's projects that might I add that. Crazy, I, just, right? I don't really care for I don't really care for none of his stuff though like that. But I mean, some of his stuff is okay. But 
but the joint you got with 21 Savage was uh, floating. I, I really like that too. But floating and dangerous were my two favorite songs on the album. I got to get a little bit of the edge to dangerous. Floating is like right there and it's growing on me even more. I'm not a fan of Lil Baby at all. <laughs> uh, at all. Uh, Die With Him was cool too, but those three were my favorite though. Um, I, that, that dangerous to me, I just, I like that song a lot. Okay, okay. All right. So, yeah, I, I would agree. Three and a half for me. See, um, then again, Jay, you don't like, you like more upbeat songs. Yeah. So, you're going to have that upbeat bias to it. Absolutely. So, that's probably Absolutely. why you, I just thought about that. You probably, you, that's probably why you don't, why you don't, uh, don't like, it. you know, you know, kind of like how you don't like West Coast music. <laughs> <laughs> you got to bring it up again, of course. Shout out to the of West course. Coast, boy. Of course, yeah. So like, you know, it's it's still like those songs, even on this uh, Schoolboy's previous album that you know I didn't really mess with like that. So, uh, but I know that this is that's what he does. So uh, you know, it's not like I'm coming in expecting you know a whole bunch of upbeat stuff and getting some you know some slower stuff. Um, like I pretty much know what the deal is with Schoolboy, but but again, like that's you know I that's why I felt like the second half of the uh of the project was was a little bit more beat and more my thing and that's why i feel like that was the strongest point so uh but yeah i give it a three and a half i i, I feel like it shouldn't get anything higher than that um because again it's just it's almost difficult like almost impossible to compare um to his last albums because I, I like i definitely like blame face and oxymoron better than this um but it was still good it was definitely still a good album so take it take your comparisons out of it we're not going to call this trash because I, I definitely see some people doing that too i'm like whoa woke calm down wait a minute it, it ain't it ain't nothing like that just just try to take that out a little bit i know it's hard but it was still a good album people still a good album if you mess with school boy i don't think you're going to be disappointed when you listen to crash talk so there you go man those are our reviews um i need to pack ventura but we'll give it a three schoolboy q crash talk three and a half all right so songs of the week uh my choice and again like i feel like i'm probably going to be uh even though i kind of already was but going through my uh my catalog here uh <laughs> it's probably going to be like more more than likely based off of, like what letter that i'm on <laughs> for my playlist uh so <laughs> i was going through the letter d and uh and i saw by dizzy right actually dizzy right had like pretty much his whole catalog on here now that i looked again and i was like damn i probably need to uh to look at that again but for what i had I mean, my first found out about Dizzy Wright back in 2012. Um, that's when he had his uh, mixtape called Smoke Talk Conversation. But I feel like one of his best projects, in my opinion, was called The Golden Age, uh, back when he was with uh, Funk Volume or whatever. And one of the particular songs that I wanted to highlight here is called Untouchable featuring logic and kirk knight um that man was getting him some like decent features too which i which i found very uh very dope i feel like dizzy wright was probably one of the one of the strongest people in funk volume when they were still together and so that's why i kind of gravitated towards him more but, i've never heard this oh for real oh yeah so so yeah he um because i don't even know how i you know um ended up finding out about him for real but he messed with hobson that's uh that's that's how i ended up uh kind of kind of catching on to to their vibe but they're, they're not together anymore but i feel like he was he was one of the strongest rappers out of that group 
and he's from Vegas. You don't hear about anybody being from Vegas that actually like does music. So I was like, yo, all right, like I, I bet you Azo shout out listen to seven oh two though. Yeah, shout out to seven oh two. I bet I bet you Azo listen to him. I'm gonna I'm ask him too. I'm like, you you mess with Dizzy, right? <laughs> you like, no, who the video game? <laughs> who the? <laughs> but I was like, yo, shout out to Vegas, yo. They actually doing their thing with Dizzy, and uh, and he's still putting out music to this day. He's been very very consistent, but. Uh, but yeah, I just wanted to highlight that song, Untouchable, featuring Logic and Kirk Knight, off of the Golden Age Project, came out in 2013. All right, Flock, what you got for us this week? Uh, yes, let's see. We're going to go with a song off of, I think it was on, off the Alchemist album. I forgot which album it was, though. Uh, just, just, just Google, you'll find it. Uh, it's called uh, Backwards, featuring Mob Deep. One of the nicest, one of the, the illest hip-hop tracks you'll ever find. I love this track, man. I remember when I first heard it, I couldn't figure, I didn't know where it was from. And it took me like a couple years to find the song. Like, I'm like, what was the name of that song? I could never remember what the name of it was. And it, I had to like search, 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 search. And I finally found it. And I, I, I play it at least, I play it at least once a day. That's how much I love this song. Once a day, oh, wow! I, I, I play that song, and as much music as I listen to, I listen to that song at least once, uh, once a day. That song is like constantly, like it, it always pops up on my on my Spotify thing when I'm listening to my stuff. But you gotta think about, it, I listen to music a lot, so the chances are. I mean, I mean, me too, but damn, <laughs> you yeah, probably got more I always, music than me. I, I think. always have to, yeah, I know, but I I always find my way back to it and just to listen to it like like once a day i, I listen to the song that's how much i love the song backwards alchemist featuring mob deep the track man is just amazing and then you know you got p and, and havoc that's like one of my favorite that's like one of my top this is my top 10 favorite rap groups of all time Mob deep so you know might have to do one of them too jay favorite favorite groups of yeah. all time yeah, we might have to do one of them. Okay, okay, we can make that the next hour. Make that sure. a to- make that a topic. Uh, yeah. So that's that's the song. So y'all check that out, man. I guarantee if you if you if you love great production, sampling, all that shit. I'm a huge fan of Alchemist. Anyway, you'll you'll love this because you'll appreciate what he did and the, the if you know the sample that he took and what he did with that shit, you can appreciate it even more. So, yeah. Mm, okay okay so yeah um flock's choice alchemist featuring mob d backwards and me dizzy right untouchable featuring logic and kirk knight go ahead and get those two tracks a listen all right getting to the topic of the week and this kind of um kind of is a uh, expansion of the small conversation we had about pharrell and positive news but how do you feel about how you feel about overall um with artists doing positive things that go largely ignored in the world like we have so many different outlets the shade room uh world star all these other outlets that typically post only negative news about these artists but when an artist does something positive y'all don't even want to post it um now minus the pharrell thing cause that's that's one example a more recent example was cardi b uh, she was further defending her uh, baby daddy uh, offset because he was doing positive things in the community and uh, he also recently um got back in touch with his pops too 
um and he was crying yeah, and stuff that. with him so yeah I, I saw that too and and she was right like um i, I forgot i think it's a shade room but i'm not i'm not um 100 certain but it's one of those outlets that like cardi b like she actually has like legally they cannot post anything about her like it got that bad um again i forgot exactly what outlet it was so excuse me um but she had a rant about that same outlet posting stuff about Offset, posting negative stuff about Offset, and further slandering his name, but they won't say a word about any positive stuff that he's doing, and she also feels like uh, this particular outlet is going after everybody that's associated with her since they can't legally you know, say anything about her or post anything about her. So, again, that's just a recent example of, like, what we pretty much been dealing with for a long time. And it's not even just with music. It's, it's like, everything. Like, anytime somebody does anything positive, even the Nipsey situation, like, a lot of stuff that he did did not get posted about. Like, you kind of actually got to be a fan of these people and, like, follow what they do to, like, see the good that they do in this world. Because, again, it's not just Nipsey. It's a lot of people that do things in this world. And we're not saying that, you know, they should be glorified or, or celebrated, you know, for doing things things that you know for the most part they, they should be doing just as you know as a good human being in the first place but it's still messed up that like nobody none of these larger outlets that have all this influence in the world y'all don't post about this stuff but immediately when somebody gets into some shit then you know here i go slandering their name and everybody's talking about this stuff so so how you feel about that man how you feel about these these artists doing positive things that just go largely ignored in the world um i'm gonna I'm talk from both sides of the coin on this one uh my thing is if if you do it if it's something that i mean no one should feel like they obligated to to do all of these things you know what i mean so some people try to get pressed up some people like to pressure you into doing this that and the third if it's some, something that you that you firmly stand behind like if you stand behind like say your say your mom was a victim of you know, of domestic violence and you get behind that cause and you do stuff like that then i can understand that you know what i'm saying like that type of stuff if it's if it's something that's near and dear to you then i feel like yeah you should definitely do that you know what i mean like me losing my mom to cancer if i had the opportunity i would be like a big time advocate for you know cancer research and stuff like that so that would be something that that's near and dear to me but for you to do some stuff about you know saving albino monkeys in tanzania or some shit like that like <laughs> you, you, should, you shouldn't have to feel obligated to do that you know what i'm saying but i mean i feel like if you do it don't do it with the intent of getting all this pr promotion and publicity. Do it out of the kindness of your heart. And then eventually someone will see it and notice it and then it'll come out. But my thing is like, you shouldn't have a camera crew with you every good deed you do. And then on top of that, just because you do a couple good deeds don't mean go turn around and do a couple wrong. So when people get mad at you for doing something wrong, but what about the time I say that that, that lady out the burning bus? You know what I mean? Because it, it kind of like, it cancels each other out. It cancels the shit out and um on the on the flip side i feel like if people are doing these things and no one's there to see it it's like that you know that whole saying if you know a tree falls in the woods nobody that hear it doesn't make a sound mm -hmm. like you don't know and so you can't get mad when people don't notice but if you constantly doing dumb shit and all these outlets go off of the dumb shit yes of course they're gonna do it but it also comes down to a you know a, a misery loves company and uh I heard this this quote from Eric Bischoff once before. He said, uh, "Controversy creates cash." You know what I mean? And that's the truth. Like the, hearing the dude that did the noble deeds and stuff like that is cool and is is admirable, but everybody wants to see the car crash. You know what I'm saying? 
everybody wants to stop and slow down and see the car crash on a on a six line you know a six lane highway everybody's gonna slow down and see that car crash you know what i mean it, it's just what it is if someone's broken down you know saying trying to change their tire and shit like that how many people gonna stop and help hardly anyone right right but they see that car crash everyone's gonna stop and, and look to see what's going on so that's why I say like it, it it goes on both sides. It's like that's just what people do. I mean, it shouldn't be that way. But when you don't put it out there or whatever, there's a great chance that people won't know and won't see it. But they're they're you know it's small. It's more of a it's more likelihood for when the negative shit comes out. That's just what it is because we just living we just living a miserable time right now where people want to see the world burn. So that's just that's just what it is. It's just, I don't know no better way to explain it, but that's just the best examples I can give. It's just I don't I don't feel like like the shit that Jay Z does. Jay Z did that shit. And he dedicated some shit. You know what I'm saying? He spit some lines about Nipsey and shit like that. That was some deep shit. He said, mm. you know what I mean? He like we we he tried to take the block before they did. You know what I mean? So and that's what you're supposed to do. But not everyone shares that same mindset. No, everyone has a business mindset. Some people first check they get first advance money they get they run right to Jacob. They run right to this jewelry store buying jewelry and dumb shit that depreciates the second you leave the store or the lot with it. You know what I'm saying? Instead of putting it into where you're from. Not everybody shares that same sentiment. So I, I don't really care. I don't watch that shade room shit and stuff like that. So I cause it's just too much negativity for me. So mm-hmm. I don't I, I don't I can't get down with that. I like to hit a positive thing. Don't get me wrong, we like to laugh and you know what I'm saying, get make our jokes about the negative shit too. You know what I mean? But because yeah, we want to know everything. Out here, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but so I mean, I ain't gonna be hypocritical about it. I, you know, when I hear it, and if it's some shit that you need to be clowned about, yeah, I'm gonna clown about it. But I don't want to hear about somebody, you know, losing a baby or some shit like that, and then people making jokes about this, that, and the third. That that shit is that shit is just sick. So very corny. I don't. Yeah, that shit is corny as fuck. So that's just that's just my take on it, man. Hopefully, I ain't go too off. No, that was very it. well put. It's <laughs> very well put. This this again is why we talk about the things here. Side note. When you mentioned Jay Z and that Nipsey line during his uh his B sides concert, did you hear that people were upset about that? I don't really care, Bruh. I'm just like, like nobody can say he spoke nothing else. but yeah he spoke nothing but truth on that. And the people that were probably upset about it were probably the people that knew he was telling the truth and they don't want it. They don't want that shit to get out. Like damn, you can't be saying that. People might actually put their money into their own community now. We can't. We 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 need a liquor store on every other corner. We need a liquor store in a church and in a, in a fucking uh a <laughs> fucking check cash um currency exchange check cash liquor store church and a fucking pawn shop all on the same block. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah. the type of shit that that brings your property value down because you attract the wrong type of people in that area. So yeah. he know what he's talking about. People were not comprehending what he was saying because he used the word gentrified. Using when black people hear the word gentrified, they think about white people or another race that's not black coming in and kicking all of us out. But that's not what he meant. <laughs> Even though he used the word gentrified, he was talking about taking back your own area. Yeah. He's not talking about raising the values up so much that you can't afford it and you're forced to right. get kicked out. No, he's talking about taking back your block. That's all that he was saying. You own the shit that's over there. Exactly. Like, so why would you, you go to a gas? You, you go own? to a gas station. You're right. You go to a gas station. Nine times out of ten, it's gonna be Arabic people that own it, right? Yeah. You go to like in California, that is. You go to a like because here in Chicago, most of the liquor stores are owned by Arabic people. I mean, they own liquor stores, they own gas stations here. 
or or Asian people might own like a uh you know a little 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 shopping mall or whatever whatever. So what he's saying is, I get what he's saying. This is what JG said. He's talking about instead of having everybody else own the shit that you going in there spending your money on, why not the people that that's from here own the shit? So it goes back into their community. Because when they get tired of, of dealing with y'all, they gonna they gonna pack up and leave when they made enough money off of you. Best believe that. Mm-hmm. And that's what's gonna happen. Then you stuck sitting there wondering why. Then you got to go five miles to go to the next spot because. The, the grocery store or wherever you used to go to all the time, they finally, you know, they just got tired of dealing with y'all and then they gone. They pack up and leave when they feel like it. So you want to keep that shit in the hood that you're from. Exactly. Exactly. Well, but so yeah, if, if I was just like, what? People were actually upset at that. Like y'all did y'all really was understanding what he was saying. So I just found it funny when you uh when you mentioned that because I was like, yo, people are people are wilding, bro. Y'all just don't understand nothing. Just getting mad at everything and and not taking the time to actually comprehend what somebody is saying. So again, just because you use the word gentrified does not mean he was talking about like like a, a rich black person or a whole bunch of rich black people coming in and kicking you out. No, he's just talking about keeping the money where it is. Simple as that. All right, uh, before we are done with this podcast, we have the album suggestion section. So, Flock, take it away. All right, I'm going to go with an album that I used to listen to when I was a young boy. Um, I always enjoyed this album. It's from uh, the Lost Boys, their debut album called Legal Drug Money. It came out in 1996. Had a lot of a lot of joints, uh, Lex Coops, Beamers and Benz, uh, Renee, which is a classic. Uh, lifestyles of rich and shameless channel zero a lot of lot of joints on that man it's a lot of shit you know they wasn't just upbeat you know party dudes they you know they they spoke some real stuff on that as well being from queens new york and all of that man you know you know it's you know r.i.p freaky tie facts 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 uh, yeah so there you go man lost boys legal drug money came on in 1996 with that being said, we are officially at the end of Enlightened Sounds episode 22. Flock, do you have any closing words? Buy back your block. Simple That's as it. that. <laughs> Simple as that. Uh, my closing statement is I think that I just needed to, to vent and just let some stuff out because last year gi wasn't really upset at anything we weren't really mad at anything of course we had like the little live situation but like for the most part we've been cool but it's been some crazy stuff going on this year and you talk about the nba live widows yeah you remember them (laughs) yeah yeah man i feel like those like what only things that like we kind of like got into i guess how much that game costs right now and who's playing it are they still playing it Mm -hmm. Exactly. I don't the know. same shit we said came into fruition. Exactly. So. And we got some more game changes in the house. So <laughs> But uh but anyway, we'll try to talk about that. But like it's been it's been some things in 2019 that I just I just feel like we should we should just rant about. Like I've been I've been kind of like holding this stuff in, but sometimes it just it, it's therapeutic for me at least to uh to let some things out. So uh I'm gonna say this on here. I don't know if you know how many people are gonna listen to it, but I might try to bring GI rants back if, if some more people are down. We've been slacking on it. I know that some people have been waiting on it. Uh this obviously doesn't have anything to do specifically with right, enlightened right, right. sounds, but we bringing shit back. Yeah, but we're gonna we're gonna try you know to bring it back. What I've been thinking about back. bringing back. What you've been thinking about bringing back? Been thinking about bringing that views from the tool back too, dog. Mm. Really been thinking about it again. Mm, you yeah, have been talking about that, yeah. Oh yeah! Before we forget, before we sign off, I gotta I gotta send a um 
a big time uh heartfelt r.i.p to john singleton yes and his family yo yes. uh one of the pioneers you know what i'm saying for um you know african-american directors in hollywood which when he broke in it was like pretty much none harley you know what i'm saying you had spike lee and that was pretty much it yeah but you know yeah he i mean it, it is kind of music related because he he brought us some of the some of the you know the hood classic movies that had classic soundtracks you know what i mean so yeah yeah shout so. out to john singleton man he only you know what I'm saying he was he was still young how old was john singleton he was like 51 or some shit like that let's see john singleton i think he was only like 51 years old y'all so that's that's messed up i didn't even know anything was wrong with the man me neither until i seen it you know i looked up and it just said he was on life support and they took him off of life support and he passed away yeah, later 51, that day. Man. Yep. yeah that's that's sad man because yeah that's a major loss man for, for movies he won definitely one of my favorite directors of all time yeah no doubt absolutely so man yeah that's a that's a crazy loss um, but again, shout out to everybody that listens to us on whatever platform that you choose. Uh, make sure you support our other GI podcasts, including Unfiltered Facts. Uh, we got Hokage Thoughts, Otaku Summit, uh, Game Reflex Podcast, Money Talks. Am I missing anything? Oh, of course, the GI podcast, because you know that's the that was the start of it all. So that's the bread, yeah. Yeah, that was the start of it all. So again, support all the other podcasts. Uh, shout out to AB as well if he's listening. Uh, he dropped his podcast as well, so uh, so go ahead and support that. He's talking about everything on there as well, not just music. Um, he brought up some movies and video games and, and anime and stuff, so he's talking about it all. So uh, go ahead and support him as well. Um, but other than that, we will see you on Fortnite Sounds episode 23.